the things you prayed for. Chapter 36 Say nothing. Drink to forget. Content warnings. This chapter contains brief mentions of suicide ideation. Kravitz watches Lube clench her hands into fists, brow furrowing. No, she says. Absolutely not. She's not asking you, Lube, Taco says, walking in front of Kravitz and sitting down at the conference table pointedly. He crosses his arms. Lube frowns at him. She doesn't even have the authority to offer you a job. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore. You're right, Lucretia says with a cool nod of her head. Technically, S.H.I.E.L.D. is dissolved, but the Avengers are an extant entity, and if Taco is going to be involved, he needs to be officially involved. She looks at Taco. For... Obvious reasons, I'm not concerned with your skills. Frankly, with your skill set, I'd be happy to use you wherever you want to be placed. He doesn't want to, Loop says, cutting Lucretia off. Shut up, Lulu, Taco says irritably. You don't get to talk for me. You don't want to, Loop exclaims. You shouldn't have to. You don't know what I want, Taco says, and turns back to Lucretia. So what's the job? Like I said, with someone of your caliber of, well, whatever you want, really. But ideally, you'd be an Avenger, a free-floating, independent operative, part of a larger, loosely coalesced team. You've seen how they work firsthand, not that much different from the work you did today, just under a more official umbrella, with a code name and more press to assuage the public, Lucretia explains. It's not a decision you need to make right now, but I'm putting the offer on the table, along with a request that you not pull any more stunts before you. You're not the one in charge of the Avengers Initiative anymore, Loop cuts in. You can't just offer people a place on the team. Lucretia raises an eyebrow. Are you rescinding the offer, Captain? Yes, Loop says stubbornly. Kravitz really wishes he wasn't in the room right now. He hadn't expected this level of escalation, and it's making something in the back of his brain anxious. He's not used to arguing like this, raised voices, dirty looks, between people who care about each other. He's seen Loop and Taco bicker before, but this is different. They mean this fight in a way that's different from Taco complaining about Barry scrambling his brain Russian. Kravitz notes it's not logical that Taco and Loop care about each other too much for this to last, but in the Red Room, this kind of animosity would end with someone dead. Hey, Taco says. You're not in charge either. Technically, Barry's funding this whole initiative now, right? I've read the fucking Wikipedia page. Barreled? Barry glances at Loop. He glances back at Taco. He glances at Kravitz, and Kravitz is weirdly relieved to see Barry seems as concerned as Kravitz is. I'm tabling this conversation for now, Barry says, and looks back at Lucretia. 
a naked, please change the subject in his eyes. Lucretia, was there anything else you wanted to talk about while you're here? Lucretia nods and waves her hand over the conference table, pulling up blue light diagrams of the last two fights the Avengers were in, along with RQ's post-mission report from the Philadelphia attack. We have a man in custody in connection with the fight earlier today. Even robots need people working behind the scenes. He's confirmed that the attack was initiated by a hunger cell. We're working on getting more information out of him, but he insists that he doesn't know anything more. Kravitz snorts. Sometimes he thinks S.H.I.E.L.D., the organization formerly known as S.H.I.E.L.D., could use his old skill set. But the good guys don't interrogate the same way the Red Room did. Doubtful. Lucretia swirls the fight from today larger, pulling the hard-light recreation of the drones and robots into focus. Perhaps. I think a more pressing matter is, why was a hunger attacking Bryant Park? She poses it like a rhetorical question, like a teaching aid. The director is prone to melodrama, a thing she has in common with the Red Room, although Kravitz would never say that to her face. It's a fair question, though. Lucretia plows ahead. Either there's something of strategic importance to the hunger in Midtown, it's a distraction, or a training exercise. How well was the battle going before Sergeant Taco pitched in? A short, awkward silence. Not great, Barry admits begrudgingly. Not gonna say we were outmatched, but we were definitely outmatched. We could have taken them, Whoop says. If we had more air support, if Magnus and Merle were on Earth, or if RQ wasn't hours away, it would have been easier. Kravitz says all analytics, masking the concern that he feels. I'm a short-range fighter, as is Captain America. Iron Man is mixed-ranged, but was concerned with minimizing collateral damage in a small urban space. The Winter Soldier, Taco, is a sniper, extremely effective against swarms of small airborne moving targets. Taco shoots him an appreciative glance. Loop shoots him a glower. Gravitz shrugs and tries to convey both you're welcome and sorry in one movement, feeling warm from Taco's approval. He told Taco that he would be on his side, and Kravitz aims to stay there. Lucretia nods. So, to summarize, we have an organization that we assumed was dealt a crippling blow a few months ago, what appears to be a series of training exercises specifically aimed at dealing with the Avengers, and no real motive as of yet. If you weren't all taking this seriously before, I hope you are now. All right, Barry says. Oh, look at the laptop. I was going to. I just got busy. It breaks some of the tension thick in the air. The twins both laugh, which, judging by Barry's bemused expression, wasn't his intention. Even Lucretia looks like she wants to smile, although she keeps her expression studiously professional. Please do so. She stands. We need all the information we can get. We need a plan to put an end to these attacks, end to the hunger, 
before there's any further damage done. And with that particularly ominous statement, she turns to the elevator. Hey, wait a minute, Loop calls after her, rising to her feet. Is that it? That's all you're leaving us with. Figure it out. What the hell, Lucretia? Lucretia presses the down button and turns back to the group. Like you said, Captain, I'm not in charge anymore. And quite frankly, you're better equipped to figure out the current situation than I and my now meager resources are. We're spread thin, as I've told you before. You're a group of goddamn superheroes, she says, a perfectly punctuated expletive. So, figure it out. The elevator comes, and Lucretia steps inside. Kravitz kind of wishes that he was still working for S.H.I.E.L.D. so he could go with her and avoid the inevitable fallout of her visit. Is she always like that? Taco asks, sounding impressed as the doors slide shut on Lucretia's exit. That's her in peak director mode, Whoop says. She's usually a little more chill. She's right, though, Barry says ruefully. We really do need to figure out what's going on here. Do we? I could always just get back to trashing hunger bases, Taco suggests. I'm great at that. You want your boy to go do some hits? No! Loop says, tone turning serious again. That's not funny, Taco! It wasn't a joke, says Taco. I'm serious. It's what I'm good at. Um, no, Loop says. Just no! You can't stop me, Taco says, frustration obvious. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah, well, stop suggesting stupid things and I'll stop telling you you can't do them, Loop sounds just as frustrated. You can't, I told you, you shouldn't have to do this stuff anymore. Oh? Well, too bad, Taco says, angry, getting to his feet so he's level with Loop. Cause I am, and I'm taking the job offer too. I'm putting that back on the table. Get the paperwork ready, Barold. Taco's an Avenger now. No, you're not, Loop says. You don't, you can't. Taco, I just need you to stay safe. Yeah, well, I need you to stay safe, but you're not making that easy, so fuck it. Chaboy does superhero shit now. Taco! Loop is yelling now. You have brain damage! You've been tortured! We're going after the people that scrambled your brain like eggs, and they still know how to take you out with three words. What part of this makes it seem like a good idea for you to go after them? The part where I'm the most dangerous assassin in the world, Loop, Taco says, shouting back. The part where I killed, like, uh, most of them within two months, with my brain maybe halfway working, and that wasn't even hard. I can handle it, and you need me. Didn't you hear what Bones over there said? You're fucking outmatched without me. I don't need you, Loop yells. Taco looks blank for a moment, 
Then it's back to anger, and he's not yelling anymore. He's speaking in a vicious, urgent tone. Kravitz can feel the shift in the air. A sense of foreboding. That's a little too late. Yes, you do. Because the moment I was gone, you crashed a fucking plane into the Arctic and killed yourself. How's that for not needing me? Loop's face goes blank. Taco's instantly apologetic. Shit, I shouldn't have said that. Loop, I'm... But Loop's already turning her back to Taco, ignoring him and running down the stairs. Taco stares at the space where Loop was, feeling his cheeks heat with embarrassment. Kravitz and Barry are both still in the room, and Taco can feel the weight of their eyes on him, waiting to see what he's going to do. He should go after Loop. They're waiting for him to chase her and apologize. Taco doesn't want to. He's angry. He's furious because it's... Maybe he shouldn't have said what he said, but Loop can't just stick him on a shelf and act like it's fine. Like, Taco should just accept that he's not allowed to use the skill set the hunger gave him to do some fucking good in the world. He doesn't even really know if he wants to be an Avenger, but he sure as hell doesn't want someone else to be making the decision for him. He's his own person now. Loop's not allowed to tell him what to do. Nobody is. He turns from the stairs and heads towards the bar at the other end of the room, by the big glass doors out onto the helipad. I, uh, I'm gonna go after her, Barry says. Taco hears him leave, chasing Loop, and tries to focus on the bar and the weirdly large variety of alcohol Barry has on display. He hasn't seen any of the Avengers drink, but Barry's a billionaire. Maybe he has parties. Maybe Taco and the Hunger are cramping his style. Taco looks at a bunch of weird booze he doesn't recognize, hones in on the gin. When he and Loop were kids, their auntie had a secret bottle of of made-by-a-friend-of-a-friend liquor that she called gin. She'd get it out for special occasions even after you could buy alcohol legally and didn't have to get it off of the back of a sketchy truck. She held on to it. Taco and Loop snuck sips from the bottle as teens, and it was god-awful. Burned all the way down and made them both gag and rinse their mouth out with milk. Taco unscrews the cap on the fancy bottle of sapphire gin, whatever the fuck that is, and takes a swig. He's not used to the warm bite of alcohol anymore. It's probably been literal decades since he drank, huh? But he deserves this. He wants to stop thinking about how shocked Loop looked when he threw the plain thing in her face. He wants to cool the bubbling anger and annoyance. He still feels that Loop would just say no for him. Like he wasn't capable of making his own decisions. Taco takes another pull from the bottle and turns to look at Kravitz, still standing in the center of the room, watching him. I thought your body processed alcohol too fast for you to get drunk, Kravitz says, before Taco can snap at him to get to the scolding, or whatever it is he's hanging around for, over with already. Taco can't remember if he can or not. 
He can't remember ever trying. He looks down at the bottle in his hand, and then takes another decisive swig. Dunno, he says. Let's fucking see. Kravitz looks like he wants to suggest they not, but part of being a spy is being good at reading people. Something on Taco's face must make it clear that he is not in the mood to be reasoned with, because Kravitz doesn't say anything, just walks over to the bar to join him. At least use a glass, Kravitz says, reaching over to pick up a Collins glass. Barry's got a whole suite of bar stuff just sitting around gathering dust. Nothing that would go bad, but there's a small ice machine humming away under the counter in a range of syrups labeled with masking tape in writing Taco recognizes as berries. Taco puts a hand on Kravitz's wrist, stopping him before he can pour anything into the glass. Hold up, he says, frowning, because, wait, Collins' glass? Taco doesn't know why he knows it's called that, but he's gonna investigate. It's better than dwelling on loop and wrestling with the guilt churning in his gut because he knows he fucked up. He's angry, sure, but he went too far. Sit down, Bones. I think I know something about this. Kravitz does as he's told. Taco's hands do the work for him, filling the glass with ice, pouring in some lemon syrup, then some gin, mixing. He tops the drink off with seltzer, then picks it up so he can try it. It's actually pretty good. Way better than straight gin. Taco looks down at the drink for a moment, contemplative. He knows how to make cocktails. Who knew? Not him. He slides the glass across the bar to Kravitz. That's Tom Collins, he says. It's good. Kravitz raises an eyebrow and picks up the drink, taking a sip. He gives Taco an impressed look, one that has Taco preening a bit, even though the inside of his brain is still a roiling clusterfuck of anger and guilt and, more than anything else, frustration. Taco just wants this all to be over. He doesn't want to have been tortured and brainwashed for decades. He doesn't want a robot arm or a weird elevator phobia. He just wants to be able to do things, like mix drinks for a hot boy he's becoming friends with, maybe, and not have to worry about the fact that he probably made his sister cry. He's just so tired. I like it, Kravitz tells him. Were you a bartender before the war? No idea, Taco reaches for a mixing glass. Might have been. Let's find out how far muscle memory takes us. It's a good distraction. Taco's hazy on the why behind his ability to make drinks, but the ability itself is apparently rock solid. He starts making a sidecar because something in the back of his mind tells him that he likes those. Gravitz drinks his cocktail and watches him. You don't have to babysit me, you know. Taco says, adding some contro into the mixing glass. I'm a big boy. I can drink alone. I'm not going to leave you to drink alone, Taco. Kravitz says, giving Taco a look, like Taco should know better, which kind of rankles. Taco doesn't know Kravitz. Not really. And Kravitz doesn't know him. 
I said I'd be your backup, didn't I? That was before I yelled at Loop. You can- Kravitz is shaking his head before Taco can finish the offer. You were both running hot, he says. It was a shitty thing to say, but you didn't mean it. Part of Taco wants to snap that Kravitz doesn't know what he did and did not mean, but it would be a dick move. Kravitz is being weirdly nice to him. Suspiciously nice. Taco finishes making his drink and takes a sip, squinting at Kravitz. Are you being nice to me because you're worried my brain is going to break again? Kravitz snorts. <laughs> I'm not being that nice. You're being pretty nice. Taco pushes the sidecar towards Kravitz, reaching for another mixing glass because he thinks he remembers how to make a martini. You're a big scary spy boy or whatever. This is nice. I'm not scary. Kravitz picks up the sidecar so he can try it too. My dude, one scary spy dude to another, the official Avengers merch represents you with a skull. You're scary. Harassing Kravitz is easier than thinking about Loop and Barry and the weight of a rifle in his hands again after weeks without shooting anyone. It's easier than worrying that tomorrow he's going to wake up as someone else, no control over himself or what he does, as bad as if he was just someone's puppet again, only the person fucking him over was his own brain. Maybe the fact that he's remembering how to make these drinks is a sign it'll be pre-war Taco again. Taco doesn't know what version of himself he should hope for, Maybe he'll get lucky and just wake up speaking Russian. He steals the sidecar back from Kravitz so he can take a hefty swig. He's not feeling any effects from the alcohol so far, but he's been more focused on making drinks than drinking them. That's gonna have to change. Taco finishes measuring and stirring the martini, pouring it into a glass. Martini, he says. What drinks do you like? Vodka? You probably like vodka. You're Russian. Whiskey sours, Kravitz says, lips clerking into a half-smile. I've lived here for a while. I've acclimated. Whiskey sour? I think I can do that, Taco says, eyeing his ingredients. Finish your drink, Bones. We've got a long night ahead of us. Loop's eyes are burning. She keeps blinking to try to keep from crying over something as stupid as Taco snapping at her and saying things that Loop doesn't want to think about, has been actively avoiding thinking about since she woke up in the future. This isn't how things are supposed to be. None of this is right, and she hates it. Every good thing in her life comes with some kind of catch, and she's so tired. She's a superhero, but she got frozen in ice for decades. Taco's here, but he got tortured and doesn't remember most of his life. The one time she says she's gonna take a break, the hunger shows up again and starts attacking her city with shitty robots and fucked up drones. It's not fair. She rubs a hand over her face, walking into the apartment she shares with Taco. She ignores the living room and the kitchen and her bedroom and walks into the one closed door in the place, the one she never opens, and opens it. 
The room is empty, except for a stack of five cardboard banker boxes pushed up against the far wall. Loops looked inside them exactly once when the Smithsonian transferred the bits and pieces of her and Taco's past they were willing to give up back to her. Some photos now housed in acetate covers, old clothes, some junk from their apartment that someone thought was important enough to keep, kitchen things mostly. Taka's radio was gone, so was the one photo they had of their aunt. Someone held on to that stupid hat Taco loved so much, though. Loop had boxed it all back up, stuck it in her spare room, and shut the door so she didn't have to think about it. She doesn't want to be mad at Taco, but she's terrified of losing him again, and he's making himself a target. It would be so easy for the hunger to target him if he took on a role of being their eyes in the sky permanently. A sniper is valuable. A sniper is isolated. They could take him. Loop can't go through that again. She refuses. She takes a deep, stuttering breath, standing in front of what's left of her and Taco's life before the war, and before the super serum, and before the hunger, trying to ignore the way fear clutches at her throat, the way it sinks its claws into her lungs and tries to choke her. Taco's here now, and he's safe, and nobody got him. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And Loop? The sound of Barry's voice startles her out of her deep breathing. Loop turns to look at him, self-control slipping away, and shakes her head silently as she starts to cry. If she starts talking now, she'll end up sobbing and probably saying a bunch of things about Taco being completely off-base, and how he has no right to yell at her and make assumptions when he wasn't there, except it was her fault, wasn't it? It was her fault all of this happened, because she should have been faster, stronger. She should have caught Taco before he fell off the train. She should have stopped everything that happened to him from happening, but she didn't. And now Taco's got trauma and a horrific brain injury and a metal arm, and it's her fault. Barry, she says, a voice too small as she reaches for him, and then Barry's there, dressed in worn jeans and a soft sweater, wrapping his arms around her and pulling her close, holding her tight as she gives in and sobs into his shoulder. He steers them out of the spare room, back to the living room and the couch. Barry sits and pulls Loop into his lap, holding her in blissful, understanding silence letting Gloop cry herself out as he rubs slow, even circles on her back. She's not sure how long it takes, but when she's finally exhausted all the tears that are going to come, she pulls back, wiping at her face and nose with the back of her hand. Sorry, she says, sniffling. I love you. I love you too, Barry says, reaching up to pat Loop's cheek with his sleeve. You don't need to apologize. Loop leans in to kiss Barry's cheek. Thank you, then, she says, settling her head on his dry shoulder, curled up close. I don't want to fight with Taco. I didn't mean to yell. I just got... He's being so stupid. He wants to help, Barry says, wrapping his arms around her again. He followed you back into the war last time, too, didn't he? 
He loves you as much as you love him, hon. He wants to look out for you. Stupid, Loop grumbles, shaking her head. I'm Captain America. You're Loop, says Barry, glancing down at her. You're his sister. Loop knows Barry's right. She'd known Taco had a point, too, when they were yelling at each other, but knowing it and wanting to acknowledge it were two different things. I can't lose him. I just got him back. He's got trigger words, babe. We don't even know all of them. Someone could... Someone could kill you. Barry gives Loop's shoulder a gentle squeeze. I think about that every time we get in a fight. I think, Loop's tough, but I'm in a robot suit fighting with lasers and rockets. She's fighting with her fists and a shield. I think about how the people we fight know we'll do our best not to lose lethal force, and that they usually don't feel compelled to do the same. I think about, what if someone snuck up on us when we're just wandering around outside, or attacked us while we were driving? What if you end up a prisoner somewhere, like I did? I think about it a lot. All the ways I could lose you. Barry presses a kiss to Loop's temple. I think about it all the time. But I know how much you like helping people. I know how good you are at it. I know the best thing I can do for you is be there to back you up and trust that I might not have control over anything but myself, and maybe bad things could happen, but good things are more likely. I gotta believe that. The chances of something going wrong when we're not fighting rogue science Nazis are infinitesimal, and it doesn't always work as well as I want it to. Still can't stop myself from having nightmares. But it gets me through. Loops quiet for a moment. It's not a one-to-one parallel. Taco's been kidnapped by Nazis so many times. And she's not convinced Taco really wants to fight. But she gets it. Trusting that things will go good is hard, she says. Everything keeps going wrong. Maybe, says Barry. But they go right, too. Taco's here now. He's remembering things. He's himself enough to argue with you. That's good. Loop snorts. <laughs> okay, but... We found out about the Hunger's plans, and you stopped them before they got guns up in the sky and wiped out everyone who would stand up to them. That's good. Yeah, but babe, the Hunger infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. I worked for them, says Loop, pulling back to look at Barry. That's not... You stopped them, though, Barry says, firm as anything. Some things are always gonna go wrong. Bad things are gonna happen. But we've got to keep trying to do the right thing, even when it scares us, even if sometimes we don't want to do it. We do it because it's right. He smiles at her. You taught me that. Sap. Loop sniffs again, pressing her face into Barry's neck. It's terrifying. I just want to keep him safe. I just... He doesn't even like fighting Barry. 
He's only doing it for me. He loves you, Barry says, like he's agreeing with her. I think you gotta let him make his own decisions about this. It might not be the one you think it'll be. Maybe, Loop pulls back so she can look at Barry again. But I don't have to like it, though. You don't, Barry agrees. He reaches up, brushing her hair out of her face. Hon, what he said when you left the room. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But we can. You know that, right? I'm here for you. Loop wants to curl back up and hide in Barry's shoulder again immediately. She resists the urge. I know, she says, focusing on the way the micro-suite of the couch is pushed off grain behind Barry's shoulder instead of looking him in the eye. It's... I wasn't thinking about it like that. The way Taco put it, but he wasn't... I guess he wasn't wrong, either. At the time it seemed right, you know? It seemed like the way things were supposed to end. I thought about Taco, thought about how he'd call me stupid when I saw him, and how mad he'd be at me. Guess I was right. She shakes her head. I'm not gonna say I regret it, because I don't. I saved the world, and now I'm here and I met you and helped save the world a few more times. Loop pauses, glancing back at Barry's face. I don't regret it, but I wouldn't do something like that again either. Even before Taco came back, I wouldn't have. Barry nods, squeezing Loop's arm. You don't have to justify yourself to me, Loop. I understand. I, 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 I mean, you know I'm still messed up from the cave, from almost dying in space, from, I mean, just growing up with my dad as my dad, honestly. He wasn't the easiest. He pauses. I got distracted. What I mean to say is, it's okay, you know? However you feel, it's okay. You don't have to explain it away and be strong. We're a team. Loop and Barry, not Captain America and Iron Man. I'm here. When you need me, I can be strong for you. Loop looks at Barry, at his messy hair and old clothes, and is almost overwhelmed with the love she feels for him, and the concerned expression on his gorgeous face. She leans in, kissing him soundly on the lips. Her feelings about Taco, her guilt and anger and sadness, are still there, roiling beneath the surface. But they seem more manageable now than they did before she talked to Barry. Surmountable. Love you, she whispers, hugging him tight. Love you a lot. I know, Barry says, squeezing her back. Love you too. Taco, it turns out, knows how to make whiskey sours. He also knows how to make old fashions, Manhattans, and daiquiris. Taco's pretty sure that means he's good at this. It's nice to be good at things that aren't killing people. Taco's 
trying not to think about killing. He shot drones today, not people. He didn't hurt the maid who came into the room he was holed up in. He didn't hurt anybody, just machines. It's fine. Everything's fine. Taco's not gonna let someone else take over his brain again. He's been drinking steadily, but still can't feel a fucking thing, which is annoying, but it means his mind's clear to think of new drinks to get Kravitz to try. Holy fuck, Taco says, struck with a white-hot flash of inspiration. Bones, you ever had a corpse reviver? Kravitz kind of squints at him like he's trying to work out what Taco is asking. I don't think so. This is your drink now, Taco says, searching Barry's bar for the ingredients he needs. Hey, someone's probably done that right. Avenger-themed drinks? I bet that's on Wikipedia. Kravitz plants his elbow on the bar, slumping forward on his stool. Are you... do you know how to get to the rest of the internet? He asks. You spend a lot of time on Wikipedia. Taco pauses, mixing the drink, and looks up at Kravitz, leaning towards him. His dreads kind of must, full lips slightly parted, surrounded by empty, or half-empty, glasses. The remains of cocktails the two of them have been working through all evening. And it hits him, suddenly, that Kravitz is absolutely trashed. Shit says Stocko. Do you, uh, I'm gonna get you some water. Okay, says Kravitz, smiling at Taco. He rests his chin on a hand, head tilted to the side, looking a hell of a lot friendlier than Taco is used to seeing him. I was just thinking about it, and I don't know if a very installed the internet on your tablet. I've got the internet. Taco says, setting a glass of water down in front of Kravitz. I just like Wikipedia. I, uh, I guess it's not that I missed stuff necessarily, but I forgot a lot of things, you know. It's nice to be able to read about it, and hey, did you know I can read like a million fucking languages? Not Portuguese, though. Don't know why they didn't program that one in, but... I couldn't read Portuguese Wikipedia. Drink. Hola, Taco, Kravitz says, taking an obedient sip of his water. That means hello. Taco can't help himself, even though he made Loop cry and he's still mad at her for trying to make his decisions for him and probably going to be fucked up from going outside when he wakes up tomorrow. He laughs. <laughs> See, this is bullshit. I want to know Portuguese. The Russians taught you. Why not me? They didn't, Kravitz says. I learned from S.H.I.E.L.D. Our Q and I had an op in Lisbon. She made us go get these little custard tarts every morning. They were really good. Oh, yeah? Maybe I'll get Jarvis to order some. Taco says. You're holding out on me, Bones. You gotta tell me about all the good pastries I've missed. I'll get some for you, Kravitz promises, setting his water down. 
I brought you a cookie. Kravitz had brought him a cookie, hadn't he? Doc is not going to hold Kravitz to promises he makes while drunk, but if he could get a regular pastry delivery service going, that would be good for Taco. It was a good cookie, he says. Was I supposed to share with Loop? I didn't share with Loop. No, it was for you. Your cookie. Kravitz's smiling got him again, expression warm and weirdly soft. For a spy, he's terrible at holding his alcohol. Or maybe he just didn't think he needed to be on guard around Taco, which is... Taco can't decide if that's nice or stupid. Maybe both. Have you had egg tarts? I'll get you egg tarts from Chinatown, too. Thanks, Taco says, gesturing for Kravitz to drink more water. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to go get my own egg tarts. I left the tower to shoot things. I better fucking be able to leave to get a snack now, too, or I'm gonna riot. I'll still bring you some, Kravitz says, taking another sip of water. RQ show me where to get the good ones. She lived in Bedstar for a while. You're close, huh? Taco would rather focus on Kravitz and his whole deal than worry about whether or not he actually is going to be able to leave now. With his brain, there are no guarantees. Of course, says Kravitz. She's the one who flipped me. I mean, I didn't like the KGB anyway. I thought maybe it would be different from the Red Room, but it was just more of the same. More handlers... RQ wasn't like them. She talked to me like I was a person. She was funny. Kravitz shrugs. I liked her, so I left. Taco's sure there are more complicated reasons behind Kravitz defecting to America. It's not the kind of choice you make because someone seems cool, even though, judging by the one time he's met her, RQ is very cool. But he and Kravitz aren't close enough for him to ask that yet. Taco can respect his privacy, even if he is kind of taking advantage of Kravitz being drunk to pry some more information out of him. I liked her, too. She's got good taste in book report topics. Kravitz laughs, grinning up at Taco. He's stupid handsome, and it's even worse when he's smiling. Taco is not going to be the guy who tells someone they should smile more, but Kravitz's laugh is rich and deep and makes Taco want to make a bunch of stupid jokes so he can hear it again and see the way Kravitz's eyes crinkle up at the corner when he's genuinely happy. Maybe the alcohol is working on him. Taco looks down at his hands and the mess he's made at the bar. Uncapped bottles, dirty glasses, spilled alcohol in puddles from rogue ice cubes, and decides it's all someone else's problem. He picks up the half-finished corpse reviver, draining the glass in one shot, and then pauses. But no. Still nothing. Okay, this is a wash, Taco says, wiping his hands off on his hoodie. Taco's done here. You good? Hmm? 
Kravitz blinks at Taku, like he's not sure how to answer that question. We can keep drinking. It's not working, Taku says, shaking his head. I mean, it is working on you just fine, but Chiboy isn't feeling a thing. Come on, Bones, I'll help you back to your apartment. I'm okay. It's just downstairs. Kravitz gets to his feet and stops once he's standing, grabbing hold of the counter to steady himself. Oh, he says. I see. Taco snorts, slipping out from behind the bar to grab Kravitz's arm. Yeah, he says. You didn't have to try and keep up with me, you know. I'm enhanced. So am I. Kravitz protests, leaning into Taco's touch and letting himself be led to the stairs. I think we can officially declare your serum not as good as mine. Taco walks Kravitz, who seems perfectly steady on his feet, actually, but isn't shrugging off Taco's help, down to his apartment, stopping at the front door. You got it from here? Kravitz nods, pulling away. He doesn't open the door, though just leans back against it and looks at Taco. Taco raises his eyebrows. Is that a no, you don't got it, or... I'm wondering if I should tell you things you already know, Gravitz says. Whoop will forgive you without you asking for it, but you should apologize anyway. She's just worried something will happen to you again, not trying to control you. She'll stop worrying eventually, but she's still in the adjustment period. That stuff. Paco pulls a face. Well, you said it now, he says. I know, okay? I know I fucked up. I know my brain's a nightmare, but she's fucked up too, and nobody's talking about it. Everyone's too busy looking at Captain America to see Loop. Not, I mean, you and Barold are pretty good at it, but nobody knows Loop like I know Loop, and now she's going out on missions and saying I can't come too? I don't know if I even want to go, but it's my call. I'm the one who gets to decide, because she's sure as fuck not gonna let me say she can't fight, and I- Taco cuts himself off, shakes his head, frustrated. Loops gotta stop worrying so much about me, and start worrying more about Loop. You can tell her that, Kravitz says, reaching out and touching Taco's arm. She missed you, Taco. She missed you, and there was nobody she could talk to who understood the gravity, the depth of what she lost and what she was going through. She woke up, removed from time, in a city that changed so much, it's practically a foreign country. She had to build everything up again from scratch, but now... You're here. You're here, and she loves you. Kravitz is talking about Loop, but there's a longing in his voice that makes Taco think he's speaking from experience. And maybe he is. Coming to America must have been a shock to Kravitz's system. Taco's read his Wikipedia page now. 
there's still a lot of blank space in Kravitz's past. Maybe he lost someone, too. Taco looks down at his feet. Yeah, he says. I love her, too, but don't tell her that. It's a secret. Kravitz laughs, soft and sweet. <laughs> I'll keep it to myself. Thank you for the drinks, Taco. You're welcome. Taco glances up at Kravitz, smirking. Sorry for getting you trashed. Don't think you are. Kravitz reaches for the door handle, opening it without turning away. Bonita, Taco. That's good night. Taco lets out a startled laugh. <laughs> of course it is, he says. Night, Krav. Kravitz hesitates, like maybe he's got some final piece of wisdom to impart. The Portuguese for sleep tight, maybe. And Taco's about to make fun of him for lingering in the doorway, or maybe advise him to drink some more water before he falls into bed, or maybe tell Kravitz he's got nice eyes. But Kravitz makes up his mind before Taco can say anything, stepping forward and pulling Taco into a hug. Taco tenses immediately, but being hug feels good. Kravitz must have found time to shower because he smells like citrus, and it's easy to give in and hug Kravitz back, pressing his face against Kravitz's shoulder. Kravitz probably isn't the comforting hug type when he's sober, but Taco needs this right now, so he'll take it. He lets out a slow, slightly shaky breath and lets himself be held for a long, lingering moment before he pulls away. Thanks he says, not quite able to meet Kravitz's eyes. For everything. Of course, says Kravitz. Any time, Taco. Just ask. And weirdly, Taco's pretty sure he means it. End of chapter 36